Holiday for students. Another uh, day where the teachers will be picketing. I'll have more on that in a moment here, but it is warming up this week. Welcome back to your work week. It is Monday, January 22nd. Single digit highs coming after today and by the weekend, plus temperatures. One, two degrees above, I see, in the long range forecast here for the weekend. Weather experts already forecasting at above normal February as well. And we are waking up to a little bit of uh, snow here this morning. I think a couple centimeters has fallen under an inch. But at this rate, the farm will take whatever it can to keep the topsoil. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, you're going to either be sweeping it off the front step or vehicle, brush it off. Tons of people outside on the weekend, wasn't there? Loads of pet owners. Very pleased. They can uh, go walk the dog again comfortably. Local Toboggan Hills were packed again with kids. Uh, Maybe you were ice fishing. Number of people sharing photos on social media of ice fishing. In fact, on the CJME Morning Show Facebook page, I shared this. I saw a few people sharing it, so I thought, i got to look into this. There was an ice shack made out of a small airplane, and it looks like it was once a 12-seater. And they towed around... Uh, by with a half ton, and it landed on the last mountain lake over the weekend. And the owners even shared the photos. And like I said, you can see them too now on the CJME Morning Show Facebook page. But it looks as if they spray foam the interior of the plane for comfort, get a little insulation going there, set up some portable heaters in the tail section. And now they're using this plane as a nice fishing shack that certainly catches everyone's eye as it did out of last mountain. Pretty unusual, for sure. Last few years, we've seen a lot of ingenuity going into ice fishing shacks. Now an airplane. (laughs) It's pretty extraordinary. Uh, Again, no need to make any kids' lunches today. Teachers are back on the picket lines. It's their second one-day strike in two weeks. So it'll uh, be a little easier to push the kids out to the ODR or Toboggan Hill today as the warmer weather is here this time. High school students, uh, some of them might choose to uh, study for midterms, having to juggle those around this strike. The teachers using social media over the weekend to try and spread the word of their stance, asking parents for help. If you've been watching the news or reading the papers, you would know the Minister of Education wants you to think that teachers have walked away from the bargaining table. The reality is this government never showed up in a meaningful way. Teachers have brought forward 10 proposals that would improve the state of education for kids across the province. This government only wants to engage in one of those proposals, salary. This is about providing supports for our kids, not just in one-year pilot projects, but in long-term commitments. We need your help to get government to the table and engage in those meaningful conversations. Yeah, you will be able to honk at them as you pass in Moose Jaw in front of the Superstore on Thatcher Drive. And today in Regina, they're going to be uh, again along the Elbert Street Bridge from uh, Legislative Drive to College Avenue. And as you heard here last week, if you were listening, Premier Moe said that uh, discussions around classroom complexity can't happen at the bargaining table because he said several partners need to take part. Teachers need to be part of the discussion on uh, the outcomes that our K-12 system is providing, our, our locally elected division boards uh, need to be part of this discussion. There's education assistance.
It was an NFL Divisional Finals weekend, and uh, it was fun. With me now is our Grey Cup champ, Green Zone analyst, Belton Johnson. Uh, good morning, buddy. You enjoy it? Oh, it was some great games over the weekend there, Greg. Well, let's get right to it here. Uh, well, Saturday, the one game that we seem least interested in, but we got to mention the Houston Texans taking on the number one seed Ravens. Ravens won 34-10. Uh, they ended the season the best in the NFL. They continue to show they mean business, don't they? They do, and all I can say is Lamar Jackson MVP. It just oh yeah. Well, in that game, he had a hundred yards rushing, and what uh, two touchdown passes, four touchdowns in total himself. So uh, Ravens, they were very strong over the Texans there. Ravens won thirty four ten the final there, and of course uh, Saturday night the Packers and Forty ers Plenty of Green Bay fans were hoping for Brock Purdy to crumble on that final drive. Purdy in some trouble. Got room to run if he wants it. He's going to take it. Purdy inside the 10 and diving near the 6. McCaffrey. McCaffrey scores. 49ers in front. Yeah, he led the Niners down the field, took the lead of their uh, season on the line. Uh, boy, he deserves the credit, doesn't he? He does, but I'm going to tell you, that that game, I thought that of all the games this weekend, that was the more physical game. And you know what? The Packers, yes, they could look like they were threatening and everything. But, again, like you said, Brock Purdy held it together. McCaffrey, what, two rushing touchdowns. And guess what? Uh, the 49ers defense came through and in with Drake Greenlaw picking off uh, – Jordan Love there as well. I was calling for the upset, but Jordan Love, in the end, his inexperienced show. Belton, you said 30-10 to 10 Frisco. I said the Packers would win 24-22. It was a 24-21 final for the 49ers. All right, Sunday, Tampa, Detroit. We both said, based on crowd support alone, the Lions should win, and they did. Although, Baker Mayfield there, three TDs, and uh, with four minutes to go, a little less than that, Got in uh, position to maybe uh, come back, but he threw an interception. Uh, what did you think of this game? In, in that game, uh, it actually what got off to a pretty sluggish start. I think the score halftime was, what, 10-10 or yep. somewhere in there. And But the second half, things got heated up and everything with, you know, line scoring, the Bucks were scoring. And as you stated there, Mayfield, they had a chance at the end, but he threw that pick there to Derrick Barnes, a uh, linebacker for the uh, Detroit Lions. I was cheering for the Lions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had the Lions winning 26-17. You said 21-16. The final was 31-23. That, of course, the marquee matchup. And what a game this was. Huh? The Chiefs knocking off the Bills in a nail-biter. Travis Kelsey, two TDs. Mahomes look great, 27-24 over the Bills. Let's just drill down, uh, particularly on the fourth quarter with you here, Belton. It's 27-24 Chiefs. Bills with the fake bunt, but it it's it stopped short. That gives it, of course, to the Chiefs, who would end up giving it back on a touchback. What were you thinking then? Well, on the touchback, I couldn't believe, like I thought that could have went either way, right, <laughs> to be honest with you, and it went in favor of the Bills uh, and everything. But, you know, I'm going to tell you, that game from the very beginning, I, I picked the Bills to win it. They didn't. But when at the start of the game, who fumbles the ball? Stephon Diggs. Kincaid knocks the ball out of bounds. So and uh, so the Bills, they didn't lose possession or anything. But, again, I looked at Kincaid. Uh, the Chiefs, they could have had a scoop and score there at one point. Kincaid saved the day on that. So 
I thought it was just a very uh, rough outing for the Bills there. Yeah, two minutes to go. Uh, you know, uh, Josh fails to get to the end zone and comes down to a 44-yard field goal attempt by by Tyler. The game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Oh, Bass misses uh, again. Two field goals he missed right against the Steelers. And I, I kind of felt that was going to happen. What a devastating moment for the Bills, huh? It, it was. And, you know, as soon as they showed that stat, I think he was 9 or 9 something. Like, perfect game. And game on the line. And, yeah, wide freaking right. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the Bills injuries and defense, they just couldn't put it together enough in that second half, could they? They, they couldn't. And, you know, it, I think it showed itself. They had lots of guys down in that secondary linebacker level as well. And, you know, hey, the Chiefs, they're, they've gotten better, their offense, especially in the playoffs here. Yeah, it certainly has. Next up, the conference championships, Chiefs and Ravens, game one Sunday, followed by the Lions and 49ers. Who might be on the other side in the Super Bowl, Belton? Do you want, you want to answer that yet, or you want to wait? Oh, I'm a, I'll go ahead and ask for the bell, because I picked my Super Bowl uh, picks early on. Uh, picked the Ravens versus the Niners, with the Ravens winning it all. I have the Chiefs and Niners. The Chiefs will win the Super Bowl again, buddy. There we go. Can we talk about Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, for a moment? The Eagles center, he he was he was out tailgating with Bills fans early in the day. There he is. He's tossing back this ginormous bowling ball of whatever liquid might have been in. And then during the game after his brother's second TD, he tears his shirt off in the, the private box, jumps down to celebrate. They caught that on the commercial break. Oh, there's his brother. Says, right on. That's Jason. And Zach Caleros was right next to him. Did you notice that in the window there, the suite? I did. I noticed it. And Forrest Kelsey, hey, I love it. Man of the people, I got to say. <laughs> oh, that was terrific. He got more FaceTime than Taylor Swift. She might be angry. <laughs> Belton, nice catch-up. We'll talk soon about more football at the end of the week, all right? Sounds good. Have a good one, though, Greg. Greg Morgan here at 614 right now, and a good fundraiser for Hope's Home over the weekend. They're swinging with the Stars Night. A huge success, and uh, Jen Dean, who is our family life coach, who pops in with advice every now and then on this show, also works across the hall at Jack 94.5, by the way, in the afternoons there. Uh, she won the judge's choice. She apparently surprised everyone in her routine by... Uh, some point changing magically her footwear from go-go boots to roller skates for her 70s-era theme dance. So congratulations to Jen, the judge's choice. I heard a few other highlights, too. There was uh, Phoebe uh, Deciman, uh, the former U of R basketball great, who was apparently amazing with her hip-hop moves. And Chad Engel from Sash Power won the People's Choice Award, raising the most money as a contestant, hauling in almost $16,000. For Hope's home, apparently like well over 600 people attended over the Delta. And the final tally isn't in yet for Hope's home. But I was 
I was talking to a certain judge of the evening, our very own Evan Bray, who thought that it was probably going to be well over 150000 We'll get more on that big night uh, coming up with Evan about 7.20 here this morning on a Monday where, again, uh, you don't have to worry about making the kids lunch. Probably juggling child care is a bit of a problem for some. Many will work from home. Seems to have become the norm since the pandemic. A lot of people finding it easier to work from home, which kind of helps. Others, though, not so lucky. Teachers are on the uh, picket lines in, uh, well, just about, well, everywhere across Saskatchewan, obviously. But today here in Regina, you'll find them as you uh, go across the Albert Street Bridge again from Legislative Drive to college. They will be in front of the Superstore on Thatcher Drive in Moose Jaw. But, uh, yeah, they're having to take a stance as they feel that this province is now wanting to sit at the table. It's going back and forth, blaming one another uh, just as a, a teacher and as a parent. You just want to see an end to it. Well, this is their uh, what they feel is their only way they can get the province to, to budge. And Mo has told us that they do not want to... Uh, Involve classroom complexity, the bargaining table, but sooner or later, something's going to happen here and give. I feel uh, the next strike will come a little quicker. I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. I think they're going to wrap it up here. I have no idea. I'm just suggesting that it seems like that would be their only recourse right now for teachers. Did you uh, watch the game last night? The uh, NFL you know, I've I've become more of a fan of the NFL in the last few years, no doubt about it. But it's it's it seems like the NFL continues to big numbers again. I, I over thirty seven million people tuned in Saturday night to the Green Bay Packers Forty ers game. It was the most watched Saturday football game, in fact, on the network since the ninety four Winter Olympics. Big numbers. I imagine last night's game would be at least that, too. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they did it again. They beat the Bills. And and it came down to a field goal again. Man. It it, it was devastating. Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, after the game said this about the missed field goal. You know, I wish it wouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, that's... It's, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. You know, one play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that. You know, we got to be be there for him because, again, we execute a couple plays prior, probably singing a different tune right now. Yeah, Bass missed two field goals against the Steelers last weekend, uh, a biggie last night. And uh, for the sixth consecutive season, the Chiefs are off to the conference championship. So uh, Chiefs and Ravens in game one Sunday, followed by the Lions. And 49ers. But Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason, uh, last night, he was the most shared on social media. Like, you could not have gone on social media last night during that football game and not seen a picture of him with his shirt off. Uh, He was partying with Bill's fans at tailgate parties prior to the game. And during the game, at one point, he rips his shirt off. And after the second touchdown of his brothers, he jumps out of the private suite and starts high-fiving Bills fans drinking a beer. They caught it as they were going to commercial break. It was hilarious. 
And then a lot of CFL fans starting to share not only that moment, but the fact that as if you look at that as the camera pulls back a little on the suite, there's Kelsey's mom. There's Taylor Swift. And look who's that. Winnipeg Blue Bombers quarterback, Zach Caleros. Maybe he's putting the word in Taylor's ear. She'd make a great halftime show in Winnipeg next year. Hey, you got some NHL news for you this morning. The Oilers are set to announce later today officially they have inked Corey Perry to a one-year deal. Uh, Edmonton Sports Media is suggesting he's been on the ice nonstop, keeping in shape and training since leaving Chicago. And if he does end up jumping back into a regular role uh, quickly, imagine this. The Oilers play host to the Blackhawks on Thursday. No guarantee if he'll be in the lineup by then, but... uh, We'll have to wait and see. We still and may never know what really happened in Chicago, but the fact remains he's a Stanley Cup champion. He's got a lot of grit, and it's the best everyone wants on their team but never wants to play against, right? So as an Oiler fan, uh, this this just helps in the cause. The Oilers beat Calgary Saturday night, making history. That's going to do it. That's a historic 13 straight victories. For the Edmonton Oilers, Stuart Skinner, 10th straight victory, tying the franchise record set by Grant Fuhrer way back when. And the Oilers keep piling up the points and climbing up the standings. Now the longest win streak of any Canadian team in NHL history. So there you have it, making history, 13 games. Now uh, the record to beat is 17 by Pittsburgh, right? And here's what's next for the Oilers. Columbus. Then the Hawks, then the Penguins. And that game 17 to at least tie is against the defending Stanley Cup champion Las Vegas Knights. I don't know if they all are going to do it. I hope they do. Many of you who hate hearing me talk about my Oilers were probably thinking, gosh, I hope they don't, so I don't have to hear Morgan. I know many of you are Leaf fans, and they uh, beat the Kraken 3-1. By the way, I did take a moment over the weekend to raise a glass to my buddy Woodsy. Three years ago, this weekend, we lost Woodsy. And uh, it's interesting. On Friday night, my date night, we were at uh, Boston Pizza South, and uh, a lot of his buddies were there, and they uh, they were marking the occasion as well, too. So thanks for that. Stateside and politics. Uh, And then there were two. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has stepped out of the race to lead the Republicans, leaving only Nikki Haley and Trump. Six days ago on the campaign trail, DeSantis said this about Trump. You can be the most worthless Republican in America, but if you kiss the ring, he'll say you're wonderful. You can be the strongest, most dynamic, uh, successful Republican and conservative in America, But if you don't kiss that ring, then he'll try to trash you. You know what? You deserve a nominee that's going to put you first, not himself first. That was six days ago. So uh, yesterday he kissed the ring and he said, uh, I'm supporting Trump all the way. Now it's Nikki Haley and uh, former President Trump. I think many 
Many believe it'll be Trump, that's for sure.